and welcome to Game Brain, a board game podcast with Matthew Robinson's gaming group. I am your host, Tom Donnelly, and Maddie is watching helplessly as a second virus cube lands in L.A. This is round six, turn seven, and I've got the game enthusiast, Jesse, on the side. I'm not the game enthusiast at all. That, that is Maddie. Oh, you're the analytical <laughs> gamer. <laughs> the analytical the, gamer. Well, I will say, you know, here's why I made that mistake. Because you've been tremendously enthusiastic about what we're going to be reviewing today. You've been tremendously enthusiastic there. this last several times we've been playing together. We have the analytical gamer, Jesse, on the Skype, ready to talk about the 2019 re-release. Or is it a re-envisioning of the greatest game of all time? G-O-A-T. D-Mocker. <laughs> And, marker. yeah, and we're I love, I love it, yeah. and we're also going to talk about uh, gaming remotely. We are in a in a situation now where we're all having a game remotely, and Jesse has been coming up with. I, I'd like to think that you're you're kind of like a mad scientist who is working in the lab and coming up with some really really interesting new ways of of thinking and new new ideas for how to change up how we're gaming remotely. I, I'm it's, really excited. It's still early, still theorizing. I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind. The experiments that. are just starting. I think it's. I think that's the perfect time to talk about it. I think that's really, yeah. really awesome. Let's just jump right into it. Let's get to uh, last week's game night. Game night. <laughs> You're even lower than the music is. Um, so our crew has uh, split up into various little factions and played various games together. Um, my home crew, my family, we've been playing the crew quite a bit. Um, Likewise. Yeah, Jesse and I, along with a friend of the pod, Cal Mann, played Democker online the other day. Uh, another group of us played Age of Steam online. Jesse, you also did some uh, party gaming, is that correct? Uh, yes. What did uh, you I play? played just one and uh, Secret Hitler. Uh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. How, yeah. how did those go? I mean, don't don't talk about anything that we're going to talk about in our in our segment, but uh, in general, what, what, what do you think? Um, they went well. I was never let's see, I was good. Uh, my girlfriend always throws her into the bus in Secret Hitler. Uh, um, and even if she's on my team and she doesn't realize it, but, um, but I would, yeah, I was, what does good. that say about oh, your relationship? Yeah. Hey, what does that say? <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, French. I don't know. She kind of threw um, you under the bus when we played blood on the clock tower as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's her thing. That's her move. Yep. Um, this is why I told her, I was like, baby, you can't be in the room while I'm doing this podcast because I might be talking about you. So, um, but it's fun. And I think I think we won both both times, regardless of her throwing me to the bus. Oh good. Uh, good. Were, but, were you uh, uh, were you were you the Hitler franchise or were you the uh, No I, I was um Team Loyalist. I was, I was gonna say I was gonna say loyalist. Um <laughs> the liberals. Yes. Yeah the crew um is my daughter doesn't like the crew, and I kind of want to do a review with my kids and talk about why they like it or don't like it. I'm trying to figure figure that out. Um, but the rest of us uh, uh, seem to like the crew quite a bit, so we're looking forward to playing How far are you? We have not really done the missions per se. What we did was, mm. I think the first mission is just too easy, so we start off with three mission cards. 
And then I try to give them sort of a smattering of the different things. So we do the one where everyone's sick and somebody has to win no tricks. Okay. Um, you know, and, and just a few of the more interesting ones to show them the scope of the game. Uh, and then later, once they're invested, then I think we'll start we'll, we'll start going through the through, through the oh. missions and, and filling it out. Yeah, I, I definitely recommend I, you know people start from the beginning and kind of build up their confidence and and it, you know there's a very loose narrative I guess you know yeah. that was designed for you to follow. But I, I think it's still interesting to kind of feeling like you're progressing together and leveling up and and the stakes kind of get you know added up as you go. So I think that's true. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I should start following the book more. And I, I, I will do that. Um, don't know how the Age of Steam uh, game went, but I do know that uh, Trey and friend of the pod, David, were figuring out how to load in new maps. So they're, mm. wor- they're, working, on, they're working on that strategy. And then Demacher, well, what can we say about Demacher other than we're going to be talking about that in just, yeah, we'll talk about that. just a little bit. So oh, And then, then also yeah. Pandemic uh, Season 2. Pandemic Legacy, that is. Really? I'm playing that. Have you played any of those? You know what? I played season one. I have never played season two. I heard it was a little bit disappointing, but now I'm looking at it. I'm like, wow, I, I would really like to play that. Oh, so good. I, 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 uh, it was a few years. I actually played with Alfred a few years ago, uh, season one, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it. But I really like what they did with season two. It's really fascinating just starting out in the middle of Atlantic and all these little havens and you're sort of expanding inward and, you know, not to spoil it, but that's kind of the idea. Um, just the way that they Please sort don't of, spoil it. Yeah, I'm not, no, but I'm saying that's the sort of setup. It's right, like right, you right. start off in the water and well, uh, 70 years after and the, the fall. And the map doesn't, uh, and the map is largely invisible at the start of the game, right? You, there's yeah. a, the whole parts of the map that you can't see. I love that idea. I really oh, do. So good. It could be that that season two came out, you know, right on the heels of season one, and season one was such a it's it was one of those watershed moments, right? It was yeah. so you would say genre defining, except what it did is it created a genre essentially. It really yeah. did something brand new and so well and so authoritatively that even even an amazing game could be viewed as a disappointment if it fo- you know if it follows on the heels of that so this, so possibly that's what happened with season 2 i i'm i'm dying to hear more about it so please keep us informed as you uh, as you go along with that yeah have you played seafall no i didn't i i didn't because i i heard from many people that it was disappointing oh really yeah many people so i, oh, okay. I haven't I haven't tried but i haven't tried it myself so i can't say i can't say do, hmm. do, have you tried it I haven't. That's supposed to be his piece of resistance. Like, uh, and I, I don't know, I, I have heard good things, but I haven't really heard any of like our crew or anybody really closely related to me who's, who's played it. So I, I, I could be wrong, but I believe elder has played it and huh. was, uh, was unenthused, but okay. I could be wrong about that. So definitely, definitely some, some of our folks have, so, uh, you know, hmm. maybe I'll canvas them and figure out who has yeah. and who hasn't. Uh, that's pretty much it for game uh, game night. You know, we're 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 trying to schedule more, but in these first few weeks, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. So finding a time to uh, to really get everybody together on the on the computer to play these games is is surprising. Is is uh, turning out to be tricky. Not as, Should not... we like talk about what's happening in the world right now? Like document a little bit, like where the state of the world right now. Should we? Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know. do we know where we are in the state of the world? Uh, we can say that this is, you know, you'll know that this is coming out on April 
uh, what, 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 what will it be? April sixth, seventh, something along those lines. Will, will be the what date. Year, will yeah. be the date. April sixth, I think. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 be right around the date that this comes out. Um, we in Los Angeles have been um, sheltering in place for about three weeks now, somewhere around there. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. have. I'm looking at the t- totals right now mm-hmm. in the world. Uh, 1.1 million, six, six, 60,000 deaths. And the United States, 290,000 infected, almost 8,000 deaths. And I was just talking um, last night. I was having a little Skype chat with some friends. And we were saying, we were talking about friends of ours who have uh, family or friends that they know mm-hmm. who ha- are infected. Mm. And telling you know stories about that. But realizing that we, we still don't have anybody uh, of our friends uh, who, who we could say are infected. Yeah. That was until just an hour ago. Uh-oh. Um, did you hear about Ben Hoyt? No, who, Ben has it. Yeah. Yeah. He got, he's in, he got tested because oh. a friend of his, which I don't know who that was yet, apparently, um, has had it for, I think a couple weeks and he realized he was exposed to them a couple weeks ago. And so they got him and his wife got tested, oh. uh, and his, and their child. And he came back positive oh. and that was two weeks ago that I think that they were exposed to this person. So, and he says he hasn't, you know, he thinks he's fine right now. Maybe he's kind of gotten over. He says he, his uh, sense of uh, smell is, is troubling him, but otherwise he ha- he's gotten away relatively unscathed. And I, I don't know if it hasn't manifested yet. I, I hope it already has, but he seems to think that he's one of the lucky ones. There are some reports that say 25 to 50% of the people that get this will be asymptomatic, which is sounds like a great thing, but it's actually a really, really dangerous thing because it means that there's all sorts of people that could be carriers out there that, that wouldn't even know it. Oh right. boy! Well, I'm really, really glad that he's okay. Uh, that that's yeah. that, that's tremendously. Um, you know, when I heard when I heard what you just said, I was like, oh my god! Oh no! no yeah. No no, no, no. no. Do you have anybody that you know personally who has it? Um, uh, well, I come from the East Coast, and so I do have uh, a, a bunch of friends of friends that uh, that that have it. Um, yeah. And and some friends that have it, but nobody nobody that is that I'm, I'm really really close with. Um, so far, we pretty much dodged it. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but well, have, but but the Ben Hoyt situation is: have we? You know, how many how many right. people do we really know that actually do have it? I and mean, he was really careful. Like I invited them over three weeks ago to i think it was to play uh pandemic mm. and and he was like oh man we're we're hunkering down and uh Dude, you, and i was like all right you know and you, but then apparently i don't know i don't know what happened but. You, you just dodged an infection cube yeah well this was this was before i think he, oh, okay. he was interacting okay. with somebody but gotcha um gotcha yeah wow that is crazy yeah, yeah. uh you know um Word is that the worst is uh, ahead of us and uh, maybe close to close to happening. Um, that that the infections and the uh, disease turning turning bad for some people. Uh, there might be a, uh, a critical number of those that are going to happen shortly. And uh, I do uh, know some nurses and and. A lot of them, you know, they're 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 already yeah. overworked, but they're saying it's it. All the projections are that they're going to start being really, really swamped. So, right, uh, and so. then like uh, you know, people are talking, joking about there's going to be a big baby boom after this. Uh, but but then they're actually saying that with these big tragedies, that mm-hmm. they're actually it's actually the opposite. Um, but you know what they're going to be calling? Well, 
some people, uh, somebody's trying to coin this at least, what they're going to call the generation after this disease. Uh, oh no, what? Well, Generation C, you heard this? For coronavirus? Yeah, Generation C. Oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. Let's uh, let's turn back toward health, uh, yeah. healthier, happier stuff. Let's 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 just <laughs> go on my system. Let's do, no, I, it's it's important. I think in in this time we need to talk a little bit about what's going on in the world, since what's going on in the world currently is dwarfing our you know our our, our podcast, our you know our topic and our hobby, uh, mm-hmm. and that's just the the fact of the matter. So let's see. We don't have a lot of news, but we do have some. So let's get to the news. Good evening, Mr. Wilson, Office, Half American, all the ships and Clippers and Sea. Let's go to press. There is uh, first thing we're going to talk about is some expansions that are that are going to be coming. Jagged Earth. If you guys like Spirit Island, um, Maddie uh, is notoriously allergic to cooperative games. But if you don't, if you like cooperative games, Spirit Island is quite a good one. And they have a new expansion called Jagged. Earth that is coming out from the same designer is going to be published by Greater Than Games, and um, basically, Jagged Earth is going to add variety. It's going to add some new challenges. It's going to be able to play up to six players, which is a big deal for for our group. Uh, the original Spirit Island only played four players, so being able to play uh, six players to have new scenarios that are going to change things, new event cards, which are a big. Uh, a big factor in terms of how the game plays out uh, is also there. So there you go. Look forward to it uh, coming out fairly soon. Jagged Earth. Next up, we have Gugong Panjun is the first expansion for Gugong. Gugong is a you know a, a game that uh, I didn't love, but I definitely liked, and it's it's certainly a very very well made game where we are Chinese um, businessmen, powerful families, and we're trying to bribe different officials in various places with different goods. I, I remember playing this with you, right, Jesse? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm actually looking it up now. Uh, I know we did. I'm trying to picture it. it. It's the one where where each oh, yeah. Uh, yeah each one of the you know there's you can build the Great Wall and you can move your it's boats down the right. river Sail, on the bottom right, of the board. Exactly. And each time you're you're trading one good for another. You're giving them this good and you're getting that good instead. And and sort of uh, there's a hierarchy to the value of these various yeah. goods and trading uh, up. Yeah, it, it's it's a very interesting. Uh, uh, game d- design it's it's really quite good i just didn't I, I think i'm at a point now in in my gaming collection where it's really got a it's got to ring a bell pretty hard for me to be super super excited about it but i i definitely have nothing bad to say about it it's a very good game it's like netflix when people are saying like oh have you seen the show and i got i, I look up on imdb and if it's like not an 8.0s or higher I, i'm sorry i just don't have time <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i i get that yeah we were we are uh, drowning in choice, yeah. so we have to choose that. So, um, new things in this uh, in this expansion and the Panjun expansion. There is a summer palace, which is a new location you can travel to, um, where you can get. Uh, here's another place to get jade. Jade was one of those things in the game. I don't know if you remember Jesse, but it was sort of a trap. It was sort of a hey, here play the jade game, and everyone who played the jade game seemed to lose. So maybe well, if multiple people went for it, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. If but you were a the lone going for it, then it was a viable strategy, from what I recall. That could be. That could be. Set collection, right? but right. 
but that's a really dangerous strategy to go for if you're like hoping, you know, trying to bank on being the only person going to this one, you know, space that seems to be good. Anyway, with the Summer Palace, there's going to be another opportunity to get Jade and, and maybe Jade's strategy is going to improve because of that. There's also a Peasants Revolt, um, which is, uh, I, I think, going to be... Uh, an event where you can gain support of the peasants, but if you push them too far, it's, it sounds like a little bit of a press your luck element where eventually the peasants can rise up and everybody has to work together to stop them from ruining everything that you've created, which is interesting. And there's a location called the Palace Stair where you're going to move your envoy toward the emperor and there are going to be extra decrees and extra gift cards, which, uh, which, as we remember, is one of the you know one of the, one of the fun things about the about the game. So Panjun, it sounds it sounds like a, uh, a pretty good expansion in terms of the things that it that it adds. And uh, Andreas Stedding, who created Gujong, I think is a very good designer. Gujong is a very good designer, and I look forward to the next thing that he comes out. Yeah. With. Uh, then my favorite. This is my favorite news of the week. My favorite news of the week is a uh, a new thing on Kickstarter. I feel bad talking about things on Kickstarter right now um, because who who know how long is it going to be before this comes out? How long right. are we going to have to wait for this? Or should should we even be kicking anything right now? By the way, before you go into that, Blood in the Clock Tower, the, the designers did a post. They said that they are not affected by the COVID thing. Is that but right? They are still planning to release. Like they've been pushed a bunch of times. Yes, but they have. Yeah. They are set for like September now, but they said that they don't anticipate that being pushed anymore. Do you know if they're? At they're least is, is there a game made in? Is there a game made in China or? I, I think it is. Oh, interesting. So I don't. I'm, I don't yeah. know because I don't know of any game that is. They're from Australia, and I don't know of any any game production facilities in Australia. So yeah, right. Interesting. Interesting. Huh. Well, that's that's really good news. But on Kickstarter, 24 days to go. It had a pledged goal of $39,000 and they're currently at $85,000, so it is kicked. I'm <laughs> I got to tell you I love this. John Carpenter's They Live, the board game. Assault really? Assault on Cable 54. Uh, which, by the way, is itself a a pun because uh, John Carpenter's first movie was Assault on Precinct Thirteen. So Assault mm-hmm. on Cable Fifty Four is the cable channel that they attacked. In the uh, if you don't know what they live is, it is one of the best, most bonkers, most just good bad movies you will you will ever see in your life. It is uh, stars. Is that like eighty four? I feel like it was later than '84, but I can't say for sure what the what the date is. Maybe you look it up while while, while I uh, tell you about the basic. '88. '88. There we go. It stars Rowdy Roddy Piper, the wrestler. Um, Keith David, I believe, is his uh, his sidekick. I think they're the they're the one and two in right. the thing. And it is about a drifter who is going from town to town, just trying to find construction jobs while. You know the the Reagan Republicans are you know just amassing all of this wealth and the 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 haves and the have-nots. You know there's no trickle down happening, and then all of a sudden he gets a pair of sunglasses and puts them on, and these are not any ordinary sunglasses. Suddenly he can see the world for the way it really is, yeah. uh, which is. Uh, all the billboards and the signs, instead of be advertising Coca Cola, are saying "Obey, sleep, <laughs> yeah. sleep," and all that sort of stuff. And a certain is that t- where that term came from, by the way? Like the "Obey" thing that you see everywhere, and that, yes. that guy's face. Yes, 
That right. is where it came from. And some of the people are aliens. And uh, all of the aliens are these very rich people who are just saying the most awful things about, you know, the, the poor have to lift themselves up by their own bootstraps and blah, 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 blah. A wonderful polemic uh, positing that an alien invasion happened and it is the, uh, the, the Reagan revolution. It is a bonkers movie. It mm. looks like a bonkers game. This is, it, it definitely looks like the kind of game that Prospero Hall has been putting out. You know, the, the Top Gun game, the Jaws game, where they're uh, having fun with what the, what the game is and really not taking it too seriously and having a lot of fun. So you are going to play either as a human or an invader. If you're an invader, you're one of the aliens. If you're not, you're not. You're going to try and gather items. Both parties are going to try and gather items. You're going to try to level up your characters and learn more about your story. So it's got a story game element, a small story game element. Um, you're going to try to uncover invaders if you are humans and you know take them out, where, which is a per person player versus player aspect to the game, which is interesting. Whereas the invaders are trying to maintain your cover and cast doubt on others. So hidden trader mechanic sounds great right there. You're going to sabotage assets if you're the invaders. You're going to try to uh, build up resistance locations if you're a good guy. And uh, once you acquire glasses, the game is going to come with sunglasses. That's amazing. And you put the glasses on, and the cards that everybody is dealt out have hidden messages on them. When you look at them through the glasses, wow. and the identity cards for each player... Uh, each character has two different identity cards, a bad guy identity card and a good guy identity card. And some of the tools, some of the items have secret information on them too. So the cards that you get, like, oh, I got a pistol. Oh, great. What if it has a tracking device on it or something along those lines? <laughs> <laughs> I, That's awesome. I love this, right? Yeah. Doesn't that sound, wow. doesn't that sound awesome? Now, uh, I hope it's good. I hope it's good as well. I don't know the the designers at all. It it is uh, the pledges are in uh, Great British pounds, so mm -hmm. I think they're a, a a British concern. But in terms of their ambition, in terms of the way they uh, they see this game, it sounds like they are they're doing a very ambitious thing, and it sounds like a heck of a lot of fun. And mm -hmm. I I can't wait until this thing comes out. I'm really really yeah. looking forward to it. <laughs> Um, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one other Kickstarter item we'll talk about. Uh, this is a game called Aquanauts. Aquanauts uh, just kicked. It was a pledge of $30,000 uh, was the goal. 36000 is where it's at. Uh, by the time you hear this, it's going to have about four days left to go. It looks interesting. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say don't back Aquanauts at this point. I will say a couple of reasons why. When a Kickstarter comes out and it says, keep your eyes peeled for an update where we'll release the PDF rulebook, that gives me concern, right? I want to be able to see, to get a, a, a better idea. What, Like, why are you putting this Kickstarter out now when the rules aren't, uh, aren't there yet? Um, there are sculpts that they talk about. They're going to have sub submersibles and things like that, but they don't have, you know, you're paying for miniatures and they don't have any miniatures to see on the website. That's a problem. Uh, hmm. And the third thing is, is that this uh, this company that's doing it, they have inside the box board games, have four kickstarters that they have done, and none of them have been fulfilled yet. That's a concern for me. That's a concern hmm. when you have when you have that many games that are in your pipeline, 
and you and we haven't seen one of them come out yet. Like like where's the, where's the proof of concept? Where's the proof that as a company you guys can do what you're saying you can do? If if you if it was your first one, people will know and they'll look and they'll say, okay, do I take a chance on this or do I not? But then to double down, triple down, and and quadruple down on this, uh, I I just don't. Uh, it gives me a feeling that even though I like the artwork, even though I like what they're talking about in terms of the idea of, of this game, it gives me a little too much pause. So I, I personally am going to stay away from it. Well, along that note, like uh, with this uh, COVID thing going on right here, how, how are we supporting our local you know, game stores? People are going to be ordering things on Amazon. They don't want to go out of the house. And then there's going to be a lot of businesses that are going to cave and they're telling people to uh, order from restaurants uh, for delivery or pickup. Sure, sure. And uh, and hopefully people are going to be supporting their, their local game stores. Yes, yes, yes. Well, we did talk about it a, a few times recently, So, it, but you're absolutely right. We should, we, should, we should bring this up again. We should remind people that one of the things you could do is um, a lot of these places sell gift certificates. So you can buy a gift certificate from your, uh, from your game store, you know, call, call them up and see if you can do that remotely and they will give you store credit. And then later on when, uh, when things are back, you can do that. But more to the point, uh, there. Uh, I think I think it was last week we said that there is a list out of publishers that are ready to support the friendly local game stores, and they're going to do it by uh, if you buy a game directly from them, they are going to pass on twenty five percent of the retail price to those game stores. Mm. Highly, highly recommend that you look up that list and. Um, it was put out by Gamma, which was the uh, the trade show for uh, for board games. Yeah, buy games from those folks if you can, and the right. more we can do to support that, the better. And then I sort of counter to that. Uh, have you heard of the Amazon's deal right now? They're uh, calling it a three for one. It's actually it's actually buy two get one free. Yes, uh, but if you put three in your cart. Then you know the third and, one's free, the lowest one. And that includes some some video games and some board games, correct? Right. But support your local game stores. Indeed, indeed. We talked last week about Portal Games, who put out a free game of Detective that you didn't even need to own the game Detective to play. We thought that was a really sweet thing. It turns out that there's a bunch of other places that are putting out free print-and-play versions of their games, free scenarios, free RPG rule books, and all sorts of stuff like that. Uh, so we just wanted to talk about a few of those and just let you know what's out there right now. Uh, for me personally, I think this is one of the best things creative people can do. Um, they they can just you know do do some giveaways and just use their creativity to give people a lot of options for things that they can do uh, while we're locked down. Uh, one is a board game called uh, Corinth. Corinth has a basically a print and play version of it. And all you're going to need to do is download some files and uh, get 12 regular dice, and you'll be able to play that, which is kind of cool. C3i Magazine, which is a magazine for war gamers, uh, is going to give uh, everyone who contacts them uh, a free ebook uh, for the next week or two um, that you're going to be able to download. And all of these books, they always have a little game in them. And this one is a full game called Battle for Moscow, second edition, um, which you could print out and boom, guess what? You got a you, suddenly you have a war game for free without leaving the uh, without leaving your home. Um, Osprey Games has a game called Frostgrave that uh, they're going to be able to give you uh, free uh, PDFs uh, with a code for. 
Uh, Osprey Publishing also is doing a lot of e- uh, Osprey Publishing, which is different than Osprey Games, is putting out ebooks, uh, and these ebooks are for grognards. These are things on the Battle of Waterloo or U.S. heavy cruisers or Blackbeard's last fight and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, for some grognards, that is that is crack cocaine. That is your favorite thing to do mm-hmm. and to look at and to listen to. Uh, so check it out. Um, and Portal Games, we talked about last week that they they were putting out a free uh, game of uh, detective. Uh, turns out they're reducing. They're also releasing uh, pl- uh, print and play scenarios for Imperial Settlers, Empire of the North, Neuroshima Next, Imperial Settlers, Roll and Write, and Predaporte. So all of those are going to have some stuff out there. Um, even Explorers, even the uh, Explorers of the North Sea, uh, it sounds like they are going to have a free print and play mini expansion for Explorers that's coming out. So check it out. At the end of the day, I think the news is mostly good. It's mostly people that are pulling together and trying to help out their, their fellow man and just to do a little something to bring a little extra kindness into the world at a time when we can really need it. So I think that's really great. Uh, shall we talk games on the brain? Yeah. Games on the brain. Games on the brain. These are games we like to play. These are games stuck on our brains. Oh, baby. Jesse, what's on your brain right now? Uh, we covered a couple of them. Uh, the crew and pandemic legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple others. Uh, I was asking you if you've played Yellow and Yangtze. Yes, I have not played Yellow and Yangtze, but my understanding is that it is basically an updating of Tigris and Euphrates, which used to be in my top five games of all time. Hmm. And I it's hear, been a while since I played uh, Tigris and Euphrates. I, hear, I, hear, I don't remember it being quite like that, but yeah, okay. this, this does... Yeah, okay. So, uh, so tell me a little bit more about it. I, I've heard great things about it. People are raving about this game. But yeah, you know, there's like these, um, these different states... And you have like five different leaders. Mm-hmm. So you got, you know, you got a board of like, uh, what's the grid? I don't know, it's like 15 by 25 or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, you kind of got like a river running through there somewhere. But you have these, um, oh God, these like, it's the, the black palaces are tied to the, um, the political leaders. Right. Uh, and, uh, and I don't remember if they had that in uh, Tigris and Euphrates. But, in Tigris and Euphrates, uh, there, were, there were four different um, large structures that would be put out on the board and those were for the four different kinds of uh, power there was the political power military power farmer power i think and and uh, religious power maybe i don't know something like that yeah there's trader and artisan are so there's five in this one okay great. um and um yeah i mean i, I just don't remember uh tigers and euphrates i remember loving the game and i'm just I, uh so i don't know how, how different it is but i i Playing this, I was like, this is maybe my favorite uh, Reiner Kinsey game. Um, I just love it. That is huge praise. That is huge praise. I mean, that guy has put out so many of my favorite games. Yeah, um, I haven't played Tigers and Freddy's in years, and it's probably one of those games that we need to bring out again and and get it on the table and maybe do a comparison to Yellow and Yangtze because... You know, uh, Reiner Knizia is a very interesting dude. He's, you know, that hardcore mathematician who knows how to use these formulas and all this sort of stuff to come up with very interesting ways to to calculate things. Um, And if he has come up with a, you know, a better mousetrap for Tigris and Euphrates, 
Oh boy, oh boy, am I interested in playing that? And, and what I really love about him is is just he really focused on creating elegant games, yeah. like just like the minimalist mechanics and and as as deep a strategy as possible with that. But he really doesn't put a whole lot of extra bells and whistles on things. He just try to keep it down, and I, I, I love that. I love I like sort of just studying him. Yeah, he's never done a bloated game in his life. He, he, his games are all this game is about a. And that's what the game is. And, and yeah. Um, yeah, some of my favorite games of his, uh, Samurai is an, is an amazing, yeah. amazing game. It has that classic Reiner Knizia thing where you're collecting three different types of uh, power tokens on the board. And at the end of the game, you are only going to score the one you have the least of. So it's that, you know, yeah. th- that's that. Same as this. Yeah. Same as the other games. Yeah. 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 Which is great. Absolutely fantastic. Um, for me, on my game, uh, my, my game brain right now is uh, is kind of obsessed with uh, with the crew, and my uh, my wife's mother lives uh, one block from us, and so we're going to visit her and spend time with her a lot lately since everybody is locked in, and the new uh, cards for American Mahjong have come out, and so we're playing some some Mahjong, and uh, you know what, for 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 a light little you know old family fun game, I quite like Mahjong. Um, every time I play Mahjong, I'm annoyed by the jokers in the American version of Mahjong, which is basically mm. just you randomly draw this and you have a pretty strong advantage toward winning that thing. Like the person who gets no jokers versus the person that gets four right. jokers. Uh, there's a severe disparity as to whether or not that person is going to win versus mm-hmm. versus the other person. So whenever I do that, I always end up looking up other versions of Mahjong, of which there are tons of different versions. And... There's a whole, you know, there's all sorts of discussions as to which one is more strategic and which one is too obscure and which one has too many different things going on. And uh, it, that's that's a rabbit hole that one of these days I'm going to go down and check out. I feel like I've only played classic my shop. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, maybe that is. <laughs> maybe not. It, I, well, it's tough to tell, right? Because at, at, at different points, American Mahjong became popular, I don't know, I, I want to say in the 1990s. Uh, yeah. So if you play before then, classic mahjong might have been different. Uh, right. I, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to tell. Um, even it's not one of those things where you look up mahjong and suddenly, oh well, here's a clear expl- explainer of the different types of mahjong and what they are. No, the, the, most places that that have explanations of what the different types of mahjong are are, are uh, either either very very biased or not complete or you know nobody's really laying it out for the for the newcomer it's like it's almost like they need their own board game geek uh, um, entry there is a board game geek entry for it but uh, it doesn't have a ton of information it has a lot of opinion but nobody breaking down exactly what the the, the variants are so interesting yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, I have one uh, game in the brain that is not a board game but worth mentioning and I'm guessing that you have no interest in playing this um, Animal Crossing Animal Crossing. Tell me about Animal it. Crossing. Uh, are you familiar with the franchise? This the no this series of games. Um, it is a very cutesy, you know, sort of Japanese style game. Uh, you basically are spawned on an island, and there's all these cute little animals everywhere, and you're building a town, and you're on on this island, and uh, you can visit other islands. Um, by the way, I, I, this is this is not a game I would normally even you know bother with. Sure. Uh, uh, maybe my girlfriend would be interested in something like this, but as it turns out, my girlfriend has no interest in this. Um, <laughs> but it, it is really interesting how 
just they've really refined this. Like the reason I got it was because I think it was like a 9.2 rating on game rankings. Uh, and I was just like, it was like a must, that was choice, like a must get. And so I was like, all right, fine, I'll check it out. This is really, really fascinating. Maddie has apparently beaten the game. Uh, <laughs> he got sort of like the end game credits, you know, but, but it goes on forever. Uh, you can visit other people's islands, like you can customize things to, you know, a crazy degree. And there's all these little neat little surprises. And uh, every Sunday, like it, everything's in real time. So you play the game. If it's nighttime in your life, it is nighttime in the game. And the shop is only open from like 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, and on Sundays is when you can buy turnips. And then you can sell them. <laughs> you play the turnip stock market, essentially. Uh, you can buy them between for 90 to 110 uh, every Sunday, but only before noon. Okay. Uh, it's like 9 a.m. to noon. And then you can sell them throughout the week. And then, and then you can sell them for anything from like maybe as low as 15, which is not going to be a good deal. Right. 45. But maybe as high as 600. So does it's it, totally random. Does it have the tulip bubble effect in it where, where the whole turnip market crash? Or is it just varying? <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, probably. Probably behind the scenes. But I haven't seen anything about that. But it's really fascinating. I'm, I'm enjoying it. And having, you know, Ben is playing it too. I found a lot, like all of my friends on, uh, on on the Switch are just like, I see them all playing at the same, same time. And is it uh, only available on Switch? What's that? Is it only available on Switch? Mm, I think so. It, it feels like a very Nintendo type of thing. I'm not sure, but I think so. That sounds great. Sounds great. Um, I don't have Switch, so uh, that, that is <laughs> not something. Things that Tom can't do. Um, <laughs> update on the 8x8 challenge. Uh, some of us played Age of Steam, and guess what? That counts. We are little by little chipping away at that 8x8 challenge going into the second year of the same 8x8 challenge. We are so lame. <laughs> well, we're always trying new things. There's nothing wrong with that. There's, too, there's so many new things now that, you know, I say that we're growing a little bit, like we're getting more exposed to these new games, and uh, it's hard to have the time for these classic games. That's so true. That's so true. Yeah, uh, yeah. Since the, I think the eight by eight challenge without a podcast would have been much easier to accomplish. But now we got to be moving around things. But this week we are not going to be talking about something that we've never played before. Something that's just brand new. We're going to be talking about the game that uh, on the very first podcast ever I announced was the greatest game of all time. Not my number one game of all time, but the number one game of all time. We're talking about Demacher. D mocker, D freaking mocker. Um, Which, and I, I was, I've always been interested in playing this game. We talked about it. I was like, when are we going to play this game? And he's like, oh, you, you've been saying like, I, I would love to, we would, let's play it. And I was like, well, let's do it. But you felt like it needed five people and people who were all game. I didn't realize it had a weight of 4.34. Yeah. Like, and I don't feel like it's that complicated, but maybe it's, uh, you know, once again, with those weightings, it's like, what is the weight referring to? Is yeah. it referring to the teach? The teach is not a weight of 4.3. It's not. It's it's a long teach, but it's totally digestible. Right. It's got the, a lot the, of the rules. The process yeah. doesn't totally feel organic, uh, the phases. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know why. Maybe I don't, well, it, it, it just feels kind of like, wait, so where are we at again? And, like, you have to have, like, the sort of list. Yeah. It's something a, about it that's not quite intuitive, or maybe I just haven't played enough to know. Well, it is an older-style game. The older-style games were, okay, in each round we do ten steps. Newer style games are not that way. It's it's your right. round. Your round is take one action, right? That's right. that's the, the the difference. 
Well, Pung, why don't, why don't you break it down? Why don't you sure, sort of give sure, sure. the synopsis? I want to, you know, I know I'm bringing this game to the table. This is, you I know, whatever, but I, I can't wait. I want to thank you. you. I want to thank you so much, Jesse. You have been so, uh, you've been pushing for this. You've been campaigning to review this. You have been nothing. You have been a, a, a whirling dervish of positivity about my favorite game. And I want to thank you because uh, yeah. I, I, I'm, been dying for a year to talk about this and now finally we get to talk about this democker came out in 1986 and when you find out about the game really is it's astonishing it's like it's like carl heinz schmiel the designer took a time machine back from 19 you know 1998 or from 2005 went back to 1986 and designed the first game uh the re-release that we're talking about is from 2019 the designer is Karl, Karl Heinz Schmiel. The artist for this version is Harold Liske, and it is published by Spielworks. Demacher, as I always tell people, people will ask me all the time, what, so what's your favorite? You, you have all these games and you do all this sort of stuff. What's your favorite game of all time? I said Demacher, and they're like, what? Demacher. And they said, well, well, what is it? Oh, it's a game about the German parliamentary election system, and then <laughs> and they fall asleep. It always it always gets that reaction. It always gets the perfect reaction of like, oh god, okay, here we go, buckle in. Yeah, um, it's so good though. It, it is, is so good. It is. When I talk about this game, I talk about how there are games that are amazing simulations and so-so games. There are games that are amazing games and so-so simulations. Very, very rarely. Is there that game that is both an amazing simulation and an amazing game? Yeah. Twilight Struggle and Demacher to me are are the two best at being at being both. In this game But actually I will say, like, by the way, like that is our that is our Venn diagram, by the way. You like, and me. Twilight Struggle yeah. and Demacher. I totally I totally agree with you. I don't know where I'm gonna rank Demacher yet, but I'm it's I That's I, fine. I, I think it easily could be in the top ten. Oh yeah. Um I need to like uh, I want to meditate on a little more. So oh, yeah, it's a yeah, little yeah. sudden. I want to you yeah. know, ease into this relationship, but Jesse, you and um, I are going to be playing this game for decades. We are going to be playing this game a lot. I love this game. Um, in this game, uh, each player is playing a faction. They are playing a party in the German parliamentary election system. You could play the Grün Party or the Green Party. You could play the CDU, who are in American terms would be sort of the conservatives or the uh, the, the Republicans. You could play the SPD, which were the ex-communists of the Eastern Bloc, I believe, or at least the far left. Let's let's call them the, the far left. Um, in the very first edition of, uh, of Demacher, those parties had variable start positions that were dictated by the party. So the party would be for this or against that or all that sort of stuff. The second edition and all future editions uh, changed that up so players could choose what their starting positions were to some degree in terms of where they place their resources, but their starting platforms were not set. Those were randomly determined. Um, in the game, you are going to use your party's assets, which are um, party meeting markers, which we're going to call campaign workers. Um, media markers, which are the equivalent of media buys. You're buying media, uh, you know, you're buying ads and radio and all sorts of stuff. In you're switching the, issues basically, in, these, the in, in these things is what you're going to be trying to do. Exactly right. Uh, you have shadow cabinet, which are like your big heavy hitters that are going to come out, you know, the celebrities and the important people who are going to come out and campaign for your uh, for your candidates in this state. 
and you have donation cards, which are big special interest groups or uh, big corporations that want to come and want to want to support your campaign, but at what cost? You also start off with a certain amount of party base. You have a certain number of people that are in your party to begin with, and that number can go up or can go down depending on what you do. For instance, if you take a big donation from a large company, uh, people are some of your base is going to be unhappy with that. They're going to feel like maybe you've been bought and paid for, so your base is going to go down. Your supporters are going to go down. If you turn down that offer, well, guess what? Your your situation might improve. There might be a whole bunch of people that look at you as a, a virtuous party, and they're going to go higher. I like that. I didn't realize that was simulating that. I never quite understood the sort of uh, real-world translation of that, but I like that a lot. Yeah, isn't it good? Yeah, uh, another way your party base goes up is there'll be four opinion polls, well, mostly four opinion polls turned out each and every round, one for each state that is coming up in the election. And uh, when those polls come out, we're bidding on them. Whoever bids the most is going to win that poll, and they can choose whether to publish it or bury it. And if you bury it, well, the people are all, you're also going to get party base for that because the people are going to be like, oh, look at him. He isn't even paying attention to the polls. Yay. Um <laughs> The game is played over six rounds, and during those six rounds, we will play seven state elections. The last uh, round of the game is essentially going to be a two-election round, where we're going to do two, one election and then immediately follow it up with a super short round to do the to do the last election. I love that you're always the board is like you're looking at four different states, and that there's the current state that you're on, like this month or whatever it is, or this week, and then you're so you got to. Focus on that if, if you have enough issues aligning with that, but you're also looking at the future, and it's so interesting to sort of plan for different things uh, and how how things evolve and change the state, the future states as time passes. It's a really interesting dynamic. Totally, totally agree. Um, each state, so the current state has four issues that are important to that state. These are cards that will have one of seven different issues on it. And they will either be pro or con those issues. So uh, genetically modified food is the famous square tomato of the game. <laughs> uh, virtually every version has that. So uh, if your state is pro uh, GMOs, then you have the net state at one of its four issues is plus sign and the square tomatoes. It could also be against Social Security reform. It could be pro-military or pro-internal you know, internal security. It used to be what the issue was called. It could be against nuclear power, things like that. So each state has four issues. But only in the current state do we have enough polling to know what all four of those issues are. The state that's one away, the one that's going to be the second round of the game, we only see three of the four issues that are important to them. The third state, we only see two. And the, and the fourth state, the one far away, we only know one of the issues that's going to be important in that state. Which is really interesting because each player has five issue cards in front of them. And these are, this is your starting party platform. This is basically what you say, this is what we believe in, and this is what we are for. But in addition to that, you have uh, the, the ability to change those cards. In one What's really interesting about this, by the way, sorry to cut you off. No, to, go, please, like, please, jump. Um, yeah, I'm, I could talk uh, for hours. So I know, it's great. <laughs> just jump right in. What's really interesting about this right now is obviously we're watching, you know, Warren and Sanders, well, not Warren anymore, but Sanders and, you know, Biden and them all go through this. They're, you know, going from state to state 
and the primaries and you're like, wow, this is what it really was like. You know, <laughs> I feel like I'm really in their shoes. So it makes it much more fun to play the game right now. Um, if that was even happening, but apparently it's not anymore, but, uh, <laughs> any, but, um, but it was a few weeks ago. Oh yeah. Um, we play this game every single election year. Mm. Um, we always have. And what I do is, um, so the German parliamentary election system, some people are, aren't that into that in, in our gaming group. We are Americans, and we don't like to learn about the rest of the world. So uh, <laughs> what I did was, a long time ago, I realized that this game perfectly fits the American presidential primary system well as well, in which there yeah. are multiple candidates that have different issues that are competing for delegates in different states, and they go to one state, and then they go to the next state, and then they go to the next state. So in that sense, it's very much the same. So what I did was I printed out cards that instead of being the different German states, so, you know, Bremen and uh, Nordrhein-Westfalen and all that sort of stuff, instead the states are New Jersey and California. And when we played uh, yesterday, Jesse, that's what we were talking about. We we're like, oh, California's up, California's yeah. up next, and we would talk about that. But in addition to that, I made up... Um, player instead of the players instead of, instead of somebody being the groom party or somebody being the cdu right they were in one election they were trump they were the trump campaign mm -hmm. and they were the uh, no you name it and we had it <laughs> right at that time yeah i have i have them i have them all i still have them all so we have a democratic group that at the time was uh, the Clinton campaign, the Obama campaign, or, yeah. the you know the uh, Dukakis campaign. You know, we right. didn't have Dukakis, but but that kind of thing. You know, yeah. all that back. And to make it more personalized, the shadow cabinet cards. I had pictures and names of different famous people from that from that era that oh, would awesome. that could potentially be there. So how did that go over with the group? They loved it because instead of, <laughs> because instead of just playing the I'm playing my spokesman who I have to pay $10,000 to get him to go and campaign in Bremen. Now all of a sudden, I'm playing Ann Coulter and Ann Coulter is going to North Carolina and she is going to you know, she's she's going to make sure that uh, that healthcare that the anti healthcare uh, position in there becomes the most important, the key issue for the election, right? Awesome. And you're facilitating a narrative, right? So yeah. they're not just cards anymore. This yes. is actually you're telling a story, and people are able to you know track the flow of that. It's really awesome. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I still have those. Maybe I'll, maybe uh, I'll throw up on the on the, our uh, Facebook page. Maybe I'll throw yeah. a, a a snap or two of the, of those things. Um, so it is, it goes without saying, if you've been listening to the podcast, that I approach this new edition with some great amount of trepidation. And this was my intro to this world was the new edition. Yes. Uh, so I knew that I'm going to be missing some, 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 you've been talking about this for months leading up to the release and how, uh, it's missing some key elements that you read in the, in the PDF. Yep. Uh, and you were really worried about how that was going to play off. And playing that first time, I was like, I don't know what those other things are, but I love this game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm so, going to tell you, yeah, I'm tell you what I think about it in a minute. I'm going to save that for now. Right now, I'm going to talk about what the differences are to some degree. So I'll give you an overview of what it is. Uh, each round, we are going to do one election. Uh, one party, or sometimes more than one party, is going to win that election, and they're going to get certain benefits. They're 
in the uh, new game, they're going to get victory points for winning the election. And they're going to be able to move one of their media cubes up to the national board and get points for that as well. And then we, and they're also going to get a certain number of delegates. Everybody, the winners, losers alike, are going to get delegates based on the number of votes that they got in that particular election. Right. But the, the, the uh, media influence going to the national board, right? Yes. That is, that is not in the old edition. Oh, yes, it is. Old and new. Yeah. Don't you remember we, we put those, those cubes up? I'm sorry. I'm thinking about when the, the idea, because in the last game that we played. Yes, yes, yes. Because, again, I came from the new version, yes. joined the old version. I didn't realize that my putting media markers on a particular state, I thought that I could send them to the national. Ah. Um, the, the difference is this, like, is that if you win the election in the old game, you got to move a media marker up to the national board, which scores 25 points down to 10 points, depending on which election it is. Uh, In the new version, the winner of the election gets to put a media marker up, and whoever has media dominance, whoever has more media markers in that region than anybody else, they also get to put one up. So it's always been... It's two in the old version, the new version, but in the old version, you can have the coalitions, which I'm sure you're going to mention, Correct. but that's how you can get two media markers if you guys are splitting that. Correct. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Um, so here are the differences. Uh, the the uh, difference number one is that the old game had uh, a national board that also had issues. The biggest difference in the game was the issues. The idea being that when you win an election, you would... Take your media marker and put it up, and that's worth 20, 25 points, whatever, at the end of the game. But you would also take one of the four issues that that state felt was most important, and you would put that on the national board. You would put two, I thought. uh, Yes. If one player won solo, they would put up two issues. If a coalition won, they would each put up one. There were different, uh, different rules for how that worked. But basically, yes, two issues would go up. Yeah. And that would end at the end of the game. Whatever those issues were, there's 25 points for the leftmost issue. There's 10 points for the rightmost issue, uh, issue. But in addition to that, having your party have a similar platform to those national issues also meant that your base was increasing, that your party membership, that the people that were supporting you was constantly going up over the course of the game because each round – we would see how are we, how is my platform doing compared to the national board, which is very, very interesting because that platform that you have for your party, you have to match it to the states that are coming up. If you don't match it to the states that are coming up, you're not going to win those states. But if you ignore matching it to the national board, it's going to cost you in a different way. And then to add even more more of a, com- uh, of a complexity, in the old game – there was a uh, uh, building coalitions, which yeah. is uh, there is coalitions in the new game. It just happens less often. Coalitions in the old game was was basically this. I have uh, four opportunities in the game when I play a shadow cabinet card to put a coalition marker down in a, in a state. That means that I am now eligible to form a coalition with another player. And if we do that, he and I, they, she and I, they and I add our votes together to determine the winner. Because the cap is 50 and the cap, by yourself. And, and the cap in the old version was 50 votes. So you could get to 50 votes and you could go no higher. So a team that works together and suddenly gets 80 votes is going to crush the other person that thought they were doing great and only got 50. Uh, it, it, and 
the fun of the game, the negotiations between you should ally with me or you should, you know, we should form a coalition versus you and I should form a coalition gets even more crazy when you figure out that you can only form a coalition with another player if two of the issues on your platform match. And if for any reason three of your issues match, either one of you can force the other player into a coalition. Right. And, and you don't have to match those. Those ones that match don't have to uh, coincide with the ones that are uh, the state's issues. Correct. They have nothing to do with. Right. So there are three different sets of issues that you're trying to look at. You have I have my platform. How does it match up to the other players? How does it match to the upcoming states? And how does it match up to the national board? And in there, my friends, is a multitude. It is a. It is so brain burnery. It is so fascinating especially when there are different ways to change all of these things. The national board can be changed because if you win a future election, you can replace the issues that are on the national board. You can literally change them, sometimes to their opposite, sometimes to different things. Um, the issues on your party platform, you can change. I think that's a very good thing in the new game. I think the way right. that the that the party platform, your, your own platform changes in the new game is much less luck-based than it was in the old game. Right. I felt pretty locked into my issues. Yeah. Um, and, and actually, so so I guess mechanically, in the new one, you have more freedom, and, and maybe that's more interesting. Yeah. But maybe more realistically, in the older version, like, you know, just the, well, just switch your issues around. Yeah. Like, you know, in real life, you can't really do that so much. And so I feel it sacrifices a bit of that simulation for me. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so too. I think I think the game I think the way it plays is probably better in the new version for that one particular aspect, but I think that the uh, the simulation of it may be better in the old in the old version. I think that's probably same, same thing with the coalition. Well, first of all, I I, I um I can see why you like a five player game. And I've only played this with four people. Uh I think each time we played it, it's only been four people. Um but you and Cal were always doing a coalition whenever you could. Yeah. And then it would, you know, so it was just me and Ben, but we didn't have enough issues in, in, in common. So we couldn't even go up against you guys. And there was no other, like other option for That's somebody right. else. Yeah. And I could see a really interesting dynamic with people being like, Oh, it's not just two people pairing. Well, they're not going to pair it up with me. So I'll, will you pair it with me? Okay. Because there's no other option. And so as I can see that dynamic of being like that one person is going to get left out kind of thing. Yes. And that, uh, and that fifth cool. player just creates so many more different geometries, right? That there's, yeah. there's so many more options in terms of who do we cut out? Who, you know, who makes, you know, which way are these coalitions going? It really but is. I, but I was also frustrated by the, I was able, and again, maybe I, my thinking was too much on the new version. Uh, I, I, should, I don't remember the coalitions being in the new version. I, I'm, I'm vaguely remembering a symbol in the top right, but do we even play it with that? Yes, the, the way the way coalitions work in the new game is is this. There there are no symbols for coalitions. Anyone can form a coalition in any round, but coalitions only come into play if nobody gets to 50 votes in an election. I think it was 60, right, for the new? No, it's still, the 50, it's still 50. It's still 50. It's still okay. 50. If nobody gets, but the calculation method for the new version is slightly different. So but we don't need right. to, we don't need to get into that. That's that's a little bit in the weeds. The new. But I ended up doing a state that you guys had, had did a coalition on, and I end up doing well in a state. And then normally, I, I think I would have won, but since you guys did this coalition, you were able to go past the fifty marker, and so I was like, ah, I kind of felt locked, and there was just kind of this helpless, like I can't really do anything about it. 
I'm sorry. Uh, and I can't, I can't align it then. And uh, so I felt, I don't know. And, and also I'm not sure again, simulation wise, does that, does that make sense? Is that, is that how it would be in, in, in real life? I mean, yes. the, the Bernie Sanders supporters would say that uh, some of the other people were ganging up together to knock him down a peg, even though he was doing doing very well. So I think that's kind of what it's like. In, listen, in, in the parliamentary election system, there are actual coalitions that happen, and that's what that is actually simulating. So you're right to say that for the American presidential uh, primary system, the coalition thing is not quite accurate, but but yes. it, it does have real world real world things. Right? Sure. Pe- people agree to a ceasefire between them, and then they both negative campaign the the other party, you know, the other candidate, and so on and so forth. So it it really is like that. Um, so let's uh, let's get into a couple of other things we want to talk about. Um, Demacher has had now four editions. First edition, the blue box, can't find it. Can't find it. Jennifer had one and she sold it before I knew her or or early enough on that I didn't, didn't even know about it. They're crazy expensive. Have you played that one? Never played it. Never played it. No, never never played it. Never seen one in the flesh. So my understanding is, is that the second edition, which is the one that I have two copies of, I have one in shrink that is still, <laughs> because the, the one that I play with is, looks so battered and so beaten um, that it's that it's crazy. That was the Mosquito edition, a German language only edition. You can get the English rules and all that sort of stuff for it, but it's German language edition. It is gorgeous. That is the best issue to have. It has probably the best rule set as well. I think for the for the full game. If I'm being you know 100 percent honest, uh, then what was came, the artwork that we played on Tabletop Simulator? That was the third edition. The third edition had. Okay, the good thing about third edition is that basically it was the same as the second edition in terms of the rules. Only a few rules changes, and they weren't uh, substantive enough. I don't mind playing by the third edition rules. They're absolutely fine. They're only a tiny bit different than the second edition rules. The bad thing is that it had some of the worst graphic design that I've that I've Ugh, seen, right? So frustrating, especially on Tabletop Simulator when you can't like see things. It's like laborious to kind of get to the other side of the table. I do like that sort of option, holding option. Thank God you said that out loud. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can mouse over something and then and then hold option. And it'll be like right in your face. And that was great and so necessary. But still, when you put the thing down and now you're looking at four different issues on, on, on the state and then five issues in front of you and some of the pictures look so similar and I had to do it over and over and over again. And uh, I never got over that. They look identical. They look identical. You have to be right next to them to see that they're two different issues. It's horrible. Uh, listen, the rule book for the third edition was printed in Comic Sans. I am not kidding you. I'm 100% serious. That's that's how out to lunch. Uh, wow. Listen, I applaud Valley Games for bringing to life a game that hadn't been out in, in decades and bringing it back and putting out an English language edition. Thank you, thank you, thank you for doing yeah. that. I wish that you had people that were paying attention to the uh, to the graphic design of the game. Uh, so I, I because I, not not only by the way did did, did those uh, icons look so similar, yeah. but to distinguish between the uh, players' issues versus the states' issues, the states' issues had four copies of those icons. Yep. So they're shrunken. <laughs> and you have to compare them. And two things, you're like, wait, we can't have two of the same issues right next to each other. Oh, those are different? Like, yeah. it was that kind of thing. 
And then we have the fourth edition, which just came out, which is by far the most different version. It is different because um, of all the things that we said. Basically, it is a game that is designed to play in less time, which is important because Democker, it's a long game. It is, with our group, it is four to five hours. It is a four to five hour game. And let's face it, that's that's pushing it. That's It's shorter than some games, but it's longer than almost every Euro. And it is a classic heavy Euro game and it plays long. That's just it. Now, when I play it, it doesn't feel long. It feels like I'm in a time yeah. warp and it feels like two hours have gone by and I look at the clock and it's 1 a.m. Yeah, right. you are just engaged at all times. Like if you're if you're if you're bored in that game, like you're not you're not paying attention. If somebody's taking a long time, I'm okay with that because there's plenty to look at. Sure, yeah, there's plenty to plan for. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I have things that I can be looking at while it, while you're going. I am looking at. Oh, you know what? I just noticed. I just noticed that Jesse and I shared two issues, and if I switch this one thing. I could force him into a coalition in the future, and I'm not sure he's going to notice that. That that could be right. a really great thing to do. Um, Somebody's got media influence on this state. Yes. What issue are they going to switch? Yes. It, it is It is fascinating. It's one of these games that the emergent gameplay from these, from these simple systems is so complex and so deep. Um, to the point, of, to the point of little things like, if you have more media cubes in a region than anyone else does, in a state that any, than anyone else does, you have media dominance. Media dominance means two things: it means that you can change one of the state's issues. Yeah. So instead of trying to make my platform more like the state's platform, I can make the state's platform more like mine, which is awesome. Yeah. Or and, and more unlike your opponents. That's, that's exactly what I was about to say. Exactly yeah. right. Right. And you're also immune to the negative effect, effects of polls because polls, which I, I mentioned really briefly, when a poll card comes out, it's bid on face down. We have no idea what the poll is. We know that it's coming out. Somebody's going to win that poll. They're going to flip it over. And three people are going to be going up in the their trending uh, in terms of their multiplier or their addition in the new version to the votes that they're going to be able to get for each campaign worker they have in their state is going to go up. And two of them are going to go down. And that change can be the difference between getting 20 votes and getting 50 votes in a state. Sometimes. Right. So, so in the new version, so that chart, right? So yes. That, uh, it ranges from what? Negative two to plus two? Oh, actually, no, it's plus three, right? It's, it's a negative two to plus three. Yes. And, and then so you're, let's see, you're adding wherever you are on that chart, plus how many... I think it's the differences in the newer version. It's that plus how many workers you have and then multiplied by yeah. how many issues you have in common with the state. Correct. So, yeah, uh, right. I'll, yeah. In the new version of the game, there are four issues that the state is concerned with. If for each agreement you have, you get a plus one for each disagreement, you have a minus one. So ostensibly, you can have plus four to minus four. Except there's a doubling uh, through the shadow uh, cabinet. Yes. So so one of them can be double. So you can have a max of five issues. Right. And you have, and in the new version, there are spaces for eight campaign workers that you can put out in that region. Eight people that are arranging fundraisers and campaign events and door-to-door, get out the vote, all that sort of stuff. Those guys... Plus your trend, wherever your trend is, whether it's at minus two or plus two or minus three or plus three, that plus that times the agreements on the issues 
equals the number of votes that you are going to get for that for that round. And so the max is what? Uh, so it's eleven times five. I right? think it's actually plus four in the new version. So I think it's twelve times five. Which yeah, is, that's right. That's which, why it's sixty. Yes, right. It's, so, it's, that's it's why 60. I thought sixty was the. Uh, but it's was, not. But it's not just 60 because you can convert those campaign workers into votes well before that election is coming due. When that election is four elections away, you can potentially convert some votes, some campaign workers into votes and then put more workers in there next round. So you can be before it, it, what you saw Cal and I doing a lot in the last game and and you did in the game before that was – we got ourselves into position where we already had 40 something votes well before it was this state's turn to have the election. So yeah, we, I, I was not capitalizing on any of that. It, it was, it was, it was a little stifling, I think being on the tabletop simulator and also uh, adjusting to, I don't think there's been a game yet of the three times that I played that I haven't played by the right rules. Cause I think the first yeah. time, yeah. We we didn't want to spend too much time reading them, and you knew most of the rules from before. And then in the middle of the game, we had sort of realized this was like this actually. And it was, then it was just that one. And thing. then the it was second the, time, was the there, was a, there was a few things from what I remember. Okay. And also, maybe it was just like my first time learning it. Sure. Um, anything that you were explained the first time that I may have just like sure. you know didn't didn't grok or whatever that just kind of went past. You know, things get lost in translation or whatever. But then there's also a couple things that were like I feel like we're playing by the wrong rules. Mm-hmm. The second time we played, I thought. I had it figured out and it was like, actually we were playing that wrong. It's actually this now. It's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and then playing the third game. Uh, and, and there was some things that were just like the, the whole media thing. I, I, I went heavy in trying to do media dominance. Right. And, uh, and it just did not pay the dividends. I yeah. think I got second in that game somehow. I'm not you certainly sure. Did. Yeah, you played a very good game, Jesse. You I played a, huge you played a like, very strong you played a very strong game. You had you were getting points in every category. You had a lot of delegates. You you made sure in those delegate rich states like California that you were just maxing out. Mm-hmm. You, you you got points in 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 lots of different lots of different ways. So uh, I, I did get like I, I think I maxed out on the um, uh, each of the big states. So California yes. we called California the eighty one and like the fifty four one. Um, yes. I was able to align my issues with them enough to get at least the cap. But I was—I never formed any coalitions. No, you didn't. You uh, you were focused on matching the state boards and not worrying about the people boards, which in a couple times bit you in the in in the back, and uh, a couple times worked out for you. Yeah. Well, I wanted to. Um, there was uh, there was definitely a time when I was like, I feel like I'm not going to quite make it up to this uh, this fifty mark or, or whatever, and I was like, I'm going to put in my 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 coalition marker. And then, uh, but you and Cal, like we're always aligning with each other and I couldn't ever team up with Ben. We just, right. we were always just off by one issue. <laughs> it's true. Um, but it was interesting trying to convince Cal not to choose you. That was where we were all sort of vying for him to pick, to pick one of us. And, um, which is, and the- he put, he did good. He played a sneaky game. Like I feel like he, you know, uh, cause we were always, we we're always worried about you, Tom. And I know you were saying to be in the game, you're like, oh, well, some people, they feel like you should worry about Cal, <laughs> you know, but, um, but he, you know, he did good. Like he was pretty like constant in my feeling. He was kind of under the radar that just kind of like, you know, took off at the end. Yeah, he did. He did a great job. Uh, it, that's what Demacher is. Demacher is, you know, you're doing all these things. You're trying to win an election and then you realize 
oh boy, it's going to come down to who, who's who's my running mate? Who am I who am I pairing up with this time? Yeah. No, you can't. If you pair up with him, this is what's going to happen next. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't do that. And the, right. the which is one of the great things, right? It's a political campaign. It is a it is a knife fight in a phone booth, yeah. and oh, it's so much fun. So right. the new version tries to reduce that four and a half hour play time. Let's say four and a half hours. Some people can play it in four hours, no problem. It's one of those things that you don't really want to rush it because a lot of what takes up the time is exactly what Jesse was just talking about. The the cajoling and negotiating and the, if you do this, I will scorch earth campaign you in the next state. I will ruin you. Yeah. I, have, I have media dominance okay. there. I am going to change every issue until uh, you're going to be... <laughs> You have put so much into that state and I will destroy you, right? There's all sorts of things like that going on. And you kind of want that to play out. And because of that, it's going to take a while to get through the game. So the idea was to make this new game, the full version of the new game, because there is a shorter version of the new game. I don't ever recommend that. I don't think that that's a a, a good representation of what Demacher actually is. Um, They wanted to make it a shorter game. They wanted to put its playtime within the realm of games of today. More accessible. Which, yeah, which I get. And I, I, you know, in theory, I am down with because I want more people to play this game. I want more people to see the amazing thing that is Demacher. That's, so of the version that we played, the new, the new version, yes. what is, what was, because uh, we played the full version of the new version, right? Yes, yes, we did. So, so what do they take out? To make it to, to make it more accessible. Uh, well, it only plays in five rounds instead of six, so that's one thing. If you remember right, the uh, you do six, single state, eight, single state, single state, and then double t- state, double state. Correct, exactly right. That's what we did. No, in this one, it was a sing- single state for five, and then six and seven was one election. Mm. Okay, that's what it was. So, um, yeah, so that makes it shorter. And then there, there are just a bunch of other things. There, they, there is no national board. So if there's no national board, then when that when an ele- when an election is done, you get ten victory points for winning the election, as opposed to put issues up on the on the on the national board. That does a decent amount of shortening of the game because it's shortening the decision space. Um, the Coalitions only happen if no one gets to fifty votes, and we played to we played the game several times, and I don't think there was ever more than one election that didn't have somebody get to fifty votes. Right? People were always mm. getting to fifty, so that means that coalitions are going to happen rarely. And if coalitions are going to happen rarely, then the negotiations for who are you, who am I going to form coalitions with, is going to be something rare. And in reality, I believe the I have to check the rules again, but I believe that a lot of negotiations are taken out. A lot of interesting decision spaces in the old game are removed. Um, which that was what I was. That was my big worry. My big worry with the new game is how is the game going to play when all I see is oh, to an experienced Demacher player, this this decision at in this part of the game is so important, and now it's gone. Now it's not even a decision. Um, to give two examples of that, one is the first thing we do each round is we bid for start player, and in the old version, in the new version. You bid, and if you win, you are the start player. The reason in the old is, version, in the new version, in the new version, right. you, you you bid in your start player, um, and the reason that that is a good thing in the new version is it makes it simpler. And 
the rules have been rewritten in such a way that most of the things that you're going to be doing in the game, you want to go first. There is an advantage. Yeah, in the old version, you want to go last almost all the time. Yeah, we right? in the so if you win your bid, you can choose who goes first. I would say it's actually in in the games that I've played, it's probably closer to eighty percent of the time. Yeah, twenty uh, percent of the time, you realize that going first is the most important thing because I can if I go before everybody else, I can force a coalition, force on, coalition this, yeah. on this person, and that person already has forty eight votes in the state that's coming up right now, and I'm going to vulture a win when I don't deserve a win at all. Uh, so there's there's it is more nuanced. It is more nuanced. It, there are situationally, there are sometimes when you want to, when you're going to win the choose who goes first and not choose yourself, not choose the person to your left. There could be a different way you, way you want to go with that. Um, that's more interesting. The um, the campaign polls, the the polls that come out in the old in the old version, they're completely blank. There are twenty of them. Blank and, on the yeah, blank on that back side. Yeah, correct. They're blank on the side, so you have no idea what's going to come. And when you successfully win that bid, you can either not publish the poll or publish any two results from that poll. Whatever you want, you get to choose what you want to do. In the new version, there are only ten poll cards. I'll get to why that's a problem more in a minute. Um, but on the back of the poll card, it gives one of the results. It gives the medium good result. So the the good results are. Move up three on that trend, move up two on the trend, move up one on the trend, move down one, and move down two. It tells you what the plus two is. It tells the plus two trend person is the red player. Yeah. Yay, I know it's I know it's me. And yeah. if I'm the red player, hey, I know that I could bid on this and get and and for sure go up two. Or I could not bid on it because I know I don't I'm not gonna go down. And that's, and that's all I don't yeah. care about. Which is interesting. The only problem is, is that the rules say that if you win that bid, the you either don't publish it or what has to happen is the your result happens and the two bad results happen. That's it. Right. That's it. It doesn't it doesn't give you that choice. It doesn't give you that nuance. And the reason it doesn't is that coalitions aren't really a thing, right? In the old democker, because you can always be forming coalitions, sometimes I'm going to use a poll result to boost up another player as a sort of uh, payment for being able to form a coalition with that person in the, in, right. in the next election or things like that. Uh, so, so little things, little things like that. Um, what did you think about the? Let's let's talk about. You've only seen the worst graphic design ever, and the Spielworks new new edition. What did you think of the art and the uh, the, the design of the the new version? Uh, I mean, I still have the old version now imprinted on my on my brain, but <laughs> I don't remember ever having a problem. I, I thought it was perfectly fine, and and, and I think it was good as a new version, right? I agree. I agree. Uh, I think it wasn't quite up to the Mosquito version, the, the, the second edition, which is just mm -hmm. kind of gorgeous uh, in, in a very austere way. Um, but I do think Spielworks did a good job. They have a good edition, with one exception, which is the paper money. This... Well, we don't play with paper money. We play with uh, right. po poker chips because we have poker chips, yeah. because we are decent human beings, and <laughs> uh, you know we're a little fancy. Uh, I highly recommend playing with poker chips because then, when you're doing the blind bidding uh, for who goes first in, in the beginning of a round, you put the chips in your fist, and then everyone reveals. And I think that's a lot easier than writing things down on a piece of paper and revealing it and all that. Um, but this paper money in this game is god awful it is on a uh, like a post-it note sort of thing where you rip off 
the, 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 the individual piece of money. Now, I'm never going to play with money, so I don't care about that. But for people that are going to play with the money, boy, oh, boy, that's bad money. That's bad. Mm-hmm. That, that's, some, that's some bad stuff. Um, so, yeah, I will tell you, I'm going to say right now, I've come around to this new version. I was I was walking in thinking I'm not going to like this. This is this is a travesty. This is terrible. I my feelings are mixed on it, but I am not going to be giving this new version a bad uh, a bad review here. But first, I want to hear from you, Jesse. T- tell me well, t- tell me what you yeah. think about the old game. Tell me what you think about the new game, and tell me what you think in general. The main things that are I understand are missing from the old game are. The coalition dynamic, yep, and the nat- sending uh, states issues that you've won to the national poll. Those are the two big ones for sure. So, my question is: Is there any reason we couldn't house rule at least the uh, the issues being sent to the national poll? Like, well, uh, why not just like we could have that? I, I don't think that would change many of the. I mean, I, I'm curious, what would change, what sort of, uh, could it imbalance the game in some way? I don't know. I mean, it's theoretically possible. The problem is, um, Ed, you're cutting to my end, my end comment, but I'll go with it now. My end <laughs> comment is this. My end comment is, the sad thing for me is that so many games these days have the option to play classic and new right they have they have the, the option to play both the backside of the new demarker board is blank why oh why did you not just you know print the other side with the classic demarker version and be able to play that it wouldn't have taken much it wouldn't have taken you know almost anything to do it uh the problem is is that uh we would need to mark the Shadow cabinet cards so that the coalition tokens, some have coalition to- to- tokens on them and some don't introduce all of that. There's actually a bunch of things that would need to happen. So we could clutch it. We could uh, um, make that happen. Um, but, yeah. The coalition dynamic seems much more complicated. I, uh, I don't know how much more, but it, but I feel like the sending, you know, the, the issues to the national poll could be, you may have to do little slight adjustments sure. to things. Um, can, can you explain again, like what substitutes the delegate points, like instead of, since they don't have that in the new version, Oh, you mean the, how do you get points to no, make up for not, no, you do get, de- you do get delegate points. What you don't get right. is you, you don't get the, co- you don't get the national board opinion points at the end of the game. Instead you win. If you win the election by yourself, you get 12 victory points for winning the election. So they took out the national board, and instead they're just giving you a flat number of victory points depending on how you won the election. But you get points anyway for winning elections. Not in not in the old game, right? In the old game, you when you when an election is done, everybody gets points based on the number of delegates they picked up. Yeah. Right. Um, the winner gets to move up oh. a. A right. marker, and they get to move up two issues, and th- that is the rest of the points in the game. Mm, I see. Right. Well, I- I'm curious. You know, what we should maybe try next is play the new version mm-hmm. and make our own little board mm-hmm. of national poll, and that you can now, you know, you can send them up there, and you have the same same rules, or, or maybe make slight adjustments, or, or just test it out, see see if it works. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a very interesting experiment. I would love to try that with you for sure. I don't think it's going to like extend the game that sure. much. Yeah, I agree with that. 
Um, I love Demacher. I love the new version of Demacher only a little bit less than the old one. I'm really happy. I hope more people play it. It's the only shame of it is that it doesn't play that much shorter. It plays shorter, but it doesn't play that much shorter. Now, there could be a psychological thing of once you get plus four hours, that becomes a no-go for some people, whereas three, three and a half hours might be much more manageable. Uh, but that still falls into the realm of a long game for a lot of people. Like, you know, I, I do think that w- the first time we played it, mm-hmm. uh, we actually didn't finish it. But I think our intention was to have like only the five rounds, yeah, which, I think, I, which I think is the shorter game. We yeah. didn't finish it, but I think that's what we were intending to do. Yeah. And I, I think that's perfectly fine okay. if people want a shorter game. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I don't see any... Look, you could keep going and going and going and maybe, you know, have a super long game. And is that better? I don't know. But I think it's, I don't see any reason why it's not a perfectly fine game doing that one state, one state, one state, double state, double state. Well, the the, the reason why uh, for me is that when you get dealt out your initial uh, party platform and the states get their first opinions or put out for those states, some people are going to get lucky. And they are going to see, oh, wow, I match up almost perfectly with the first state. And I match up really well with the third state. If the game only lasts, you know, three rounds, uh, that, is, that is probably an a, uh, advantage that can't be surmounted. But when it goes the regular length of the game, there are so many other opportunities that it's, that it's not in, it, it, you know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, you're flattening the curve. Correct. You're flattening the curve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right. So my my negatives and positives. Negatives. Um, this is I, I I shudder to to mention this because I don't want people thinking about this in this way. But I think I have to say it. There are only ten poll cards in the new version. That's a problem. And because those cards have something on their backs, right? There are two cards that have yellow backs saying that the yellow player is going to get plus two. There are two cards that have red backs and they say the red player is going to have plus two. Well, guess what? If you pay attention, if you card count, and uh, who can't count 10 cards? Everybody can count 10 cards. It's the easiest Mm -hmm. thing in the world to do. I happen to know, or you can easily notice that unfortunately there's a pattern to the cards that if, if if I'm the green player... When the yellow card, face-up card comes up, I happen to know that that uh, card is not going to hurt me. Ooh. Right? Right. That's bad. Right. That's bad. That's bad. That's bad. Uh, it's a shame because the original version had 20 cards, and there are 21 uh, auctions for the entire game, so you shuffle up the cards and so that the last one is completely random. It's brilliant. It's wonderful. It works Fantastic. I wish that wasn't the case. So you really have to put yourself in a situation where do not pay attention to these cards <laughs> in a very deep, heavy Euro game. Don't pay attention to the cards. It almost like It's almost like we're going to need to put up on the geek uh, some new, some variant opinion cards for the game uh, just to, just to mix it up and to have the, the full variation. So that's, that's one. You know, I'm guessing, I'm sorry. Guys, I, I think sure. that they obviously they do that for balance reasons. Like they don't want to just make 20 or 30 of these. And then like, it happens to be benefiting only green because that's what end up in the mix. But maybe there's a way that you could sort of, uh, it takes more setup, but maybe you still balance it. You could have 20 of them 
and then only take in 10 that sort of balanced. Like if there's five players, you're going to make sure that it's going to be balanced, but you don't know which one's going to get in there. Yeah, you know I mean, I, I think I think the math of it in the first game works right. I think that each uh, that the, of the twenty cards, um, each one, each player color has the same benefit and minus for everything else. And so, if that's the case, then it should be that way for uh, in in the other game. But yeah, I, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's not an issue at all in the old game because you can't see the backs. Sure, I mean, you, you, backs are blank. That's that's the main issue. But but it is interesting, and 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 I could see why they he added that uh, where you get a little hint of who this poll would be good for. Like, that's an interesting dynamic. I like that. Yeah, I, I I thought that knowing one of the results was interesting. I don't know if I like it better, uh, but I didn't. it didn't bother me that much, except for except for what it does, what I just explained, which is a, which is a, is a big problem. When it's blank, I feel like somebody might go, uh, you know, this is how I kind of feel about you know, putting money in for polls, mm. they maybe either do it or they don't. There's a certain percentage, but I feel like by having a hint of this is going to be good for you, you know, whether it's a, um, you know, a state that you were going for mm-hmm. versus something that you totally weren't, there's maybe like those fringe states that you're like, Oh man, but this one could be good for me. That could change this one around. And maybe I feel like it creates more opportunities or dynamics to make it less, it does, uh, you know, black and white. It, it does. I I think that with the blank opinion polls, I think there's a couple things. First of all, as the game goes on, you're paying attention to that a little bit. You notice, you know what? There's been a lot of bad polls for my party. That probably means the deck is more stacked with good polls for my party. So you you get it. You get a sense of things that way. That's number one. And number two, um, if I win a poll card, it's usually a good thing for me to win a pull card that's bad for me too. Sometimes that's a really good thing because I'm stopping the bad thing from happening, mm-hmm. right? There's, yeah. there's benefits to that as well. Um, one, of the, one of the maxims of, of Demacher is if you're going to win an election, make sure you win that election. So budget enough money to win that poll. You know, mm-hmm. you know don't, don't put things up to, up to fate because it can, really, it can really crush you. The very first election of, the, of last game, Cal won, I lost because the opinion poll went the, went the wrong way and I had overspent. I didn't have enough money to, to do what I needed to do to address that, um, yeah. which is, which is kind of classic. So, so that was the first thing. The first thing was the, the poll cards are a problem in the new game. Uh, the second thing is that um, the lack of a national board for opinion polls for those opinion cards, to me, reduces the the joy of the game. They've simplified it by making it just you win the election and you get ten points or twelve points or eight points, depending on whether or not you won it, whether or not you got over fifty, or whether or not you won it as a coalition and so on and so forth. Um, it, it's it's a way to simplify the game, but it is a way that takes away one of the one of the great great things about the game. Um, the fact that um, Coalitions happen much less often. Is is to me taking out one of the one of the one of my favorite things about the game. But that said, this game is very well designed. This new game is very well designed. Everything works in a very good way. Like all of the little decisions. Like, wait, why did they change that rule? And then you play it, and you're like, oh, they changed yeah. that rule for this. This is interesting. Suddenly, the shadow cabinet cards have these red circled uh, things that you can do on them. And when you do them, no one else can do them, which means the first player right. has an advantage in that case. Right. They have, they've really, uh, Karl-Heinz Schmiel has, is, is a brilliant designer. He also designed Tribune, another 
one of our favorite games at the mm. in in Game Brain. Just did a really great job of designing a game of saying, "Look, I gotta make this. I gotta make some cuts here. I gotta make this game shorter. I gotta make it a little a little simpler. How can I do that without throwing the baby out with the bathwater?" And I gotta say, he really did do that. I would right. play if somebody brought out the new version of Demacher. I would play it. I would have no uh, no complaints about it. I, I might have to blind myself for the opinion poll cards, but other than that, you know, and I would make sure that I brought <laughs> I brought chips so we didn't have to play with that money. Uh, but I would absolutely play that game. It was fun. It was great. It worked really, really well. Um, it just it just wasn't it didn't reach the highest height that the the older version can meet. But if you want to have a game that is going to play in in around three hours. That's yeah. that's what you have to do, and I get that, and I applaud that. If you are, if you balk at the idea of a four and a half hour game, get but you're interested in what we're talking about, get the new Demacher. It's good. It's yeah. very very good. It's really good. It's really good. And uh, and, and, and you know, you've heard a little bit of like you know, and I, I I agree. I say I agree with Tom. I haven't played it with five, but I know that he really feels like that is the proper dynamic, and I I, I understand it. Um, and so this game says it's three to five. I'm looking at board game geek right now and the polls on like what people feel, how the game works, just to let you know, three is probably not a good number. Uh, I don't think it's great. Especially, especially the old version, actually the new version probably plays better with three than the old version does because coalitions with three players is, is a bad situation, right? Yeah. Right. Yes. Uh, but four is viable. Yep, I think, and then five is overwhelmingly like that. That is the proper way to play it. Do you but wanna, four works. Do you want to know what a? I hate to use the word Nazi for a, a German game, but uh, do, do you want to know what a Nazi I am? Until I played <laughs> with you at Strategicon, I had never played four-person Demacher. <laughs> wow! Every time I insisted on. Well, it's also one of these things that. Because I built it up so much that when I say it's time for it's time for Demacher, it's always who who are we going to have to turn away, right? Who, who, the first five people to say yes, they're in, and that's what we're gonna and that's what we're gonna play. We've never yeah. had a situation where people people didn't want to do it, you know. Especially, I, I make little I make little standees for the for the campaign. So you have uh, the Newt Gingrich campaign has a big thing that says Newt and and. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's the, awesome. The Romney campaign had this had this wonderful p- campaign poster that you have right in front of you the whole time. So, you know, we, we make a night of it. It's a it, it's a fun thing. At last, uh, I, I would I would love to put this game on the eight by eight challenge and maybe remove something else. Oh, dude, dude, we'd have to talk to some people and see if we can get that uh, and get that going. But I would I would love to do that. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm so happy that I found somebody that 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 <laughs> shares that shares my uh, pseudo obsession. Yeah, with, with this game, sure. and I have had such a great time playing this with you, Jesse. Uh, because yeah, likewise. You've been like, you've never played Demacher before, and your very first play, you were like, "Don't ally with him." But why are you doing that? Don't do that. <laughs> you, you were like dead on. It was like as though you had been playing this game for decades. It was. Oh one, man, it just speaks wonderful. to me. I love it so much. I love like the so like sometimes my ADD brain like mm-hmm. uh, I with I can think about a lot of different things at once, and sometimes the analysis paralysis can happen on certain games. And then with this one, it just like, it's so great to be thinking about the, the minuscule things like the, the current state and then like the macro yes. things that are going on. It really just like speaks to me. I love it so much. <laughs> 
It's, it's so there. good. It's so good. Um, so Democker is uh, available everywhere games are sold right now. Whoa. No. Holy cow. Okay, so I just did something. I'm going to tell you what I did. Um, I went to ebay.de, which is the German eBay, um, because I wanted to say the one last thing I wanted to say is, hey, buy the Spielberg's edition, play it. You're going to have a great time. You're going to love it. If you find that you want to go deeper down the rabbit hole and play the classic long Amazing Democker, what you want to do is you want to look for the Mosquito edition. The Mosquito edition has the cover. It's sort of a yellowish cream colored cover with all of the like basically heraldry of the different states on the front of it. That's the one that you're looking for. And I'm looking here and yes, they have they still have lots of copies of the Mosquito version available in Germany. You're going to have to get insured, so it might, it might cost you a little bit of money, but I am looking here, and I am looking at a blue box original edition Demacher in Germany. I'm, <laughs> I am freaking out. Are you getting it? Oh, my. I'm, I'm going to see. You know, it's always, will, will they ship to the United States? And, and given the craziness going on right now, is that even a possibility right now? Uh, I don't, I don't no, even know. Man. I don't even know. But I am going to check this out that was cool. the that was the mocker that was the 1986 d mocker and the 2019 d mocker check it out we could not yeah hopefully you can hear what 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 giggly schoolboys we are we, <laughs> we, we absolutely love it jesse i want to talk to you about the weirdest emails that you have been sending me about about gaming remotely jesse was like jesse has been i said jesse i'd said in the last episode i think that um there is a damper on my gaming enthusiasm in the virtual space that mm. when I'm on tabletop simulator, a 10 is going to feel like an eight and an eight is mm. going to feel like a six. Totally. That I'm having By a the hard... way, we're talking about moving on to the feature right now. Oh, yes. Thank you, sir. We're talking yes. about change. Yes. That's, that, that's our theme. Uh, and you should be the host. Then, you're doing a much better. No, no, no. I was just going to say, like, so <laughs> we know that we're moving. I know you're moving on. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Good point. But no, no, but please, I, yeah. I, you know, basically well, the gist of it is I'm interested in uh, creating a interpersonal, the home board game experience mm. remotely. Like tabletop simulator is great for what it is, but is there a way to use our current technology where, but it feels like you're actually in the same room with each other. But, but go ahead, but continue. So, no, that's, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. I've been playing on Tabletop Simulator, and in, in, in the past, I've played on BoardGameCore.net, where you can play some splatter games and things like that. And it's always been disappointing. It's all, there's, there is something about being face-to-face -face with players that's why i play board games that's why i really don't play much video games i play very few video games um because i like that personal experience i like getting together non-virtually with people and once you get together virtually it loses some of its cachet it loses some of the, the the attraction to me and it has impacted my enjoyment of the games and so jesse just without even knowing that that's what i'm feeling and that's what's going on inside just start to emailing me saying, I want to talk about, I have some ideas on how we can sort of re-engineer and it's going to be a little complicated, but I got some ideas for how we can get something closer to the board game experience that we want to have. And I was like, holy cow, wait until you hear some of this stuff. It, it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's kind of mad professor type stuff, but, but you <laughs> but actually, not so much. But you actually did it. Tell me about it. The world it. is changing right now. Yeah. Yes. The, we, 
this pandemic is going to change how the our society functions moving forward. There's a lot of businesses that are going down. There's a lot of new businesses that can be created right now, like from this experience. Um, and and so what is it? Zoom had oh I don't remember they had like twenty five thousand or two hundred fifty thousand whatever they they had some relatively small numbers of people who were using that that uh, the Zoom program, and now they're like millions I think, and they had you know total infrastructure change. Um, but everyone's, everyone's doing it now. And then they're realizing they don't want to just talk on the phone. Uh, and they, they want to see their friends and they want, you know, so, so everyone's getting on zoom. I've gotten a zoom call, uh, last night just to hang out with some friends. And we all for four hours, we were drinking martinis and just talking over zoom. I've never done that before. Why did I do that? I don't think people, <laughs> people after this, when you can totally go to somebody's birthday party, but they're just like, yeah. I can't, you can't make it. You could zoom at least I'll set up a monitor and you can be at this party. Like people can go talk to you and say like, Oh, Tom is on, on the TV screen. He couldn't come over, but he's home and he wants to say hi, you know? And, um, unfortunately people may not be seeing each other face to face after this. So they're like, do I really need to drive there? If I'm drinking, I can have to drive home. You know, I don't want to pay for the Ubers. So I'll just stay home and I can drink and I can hang out. Right. It's going to change everything. So I'm interested in, creating that home board game experience uh, using technology. Um, I've got me and my girlfriend here, mm-hmm. um, and we're talking about different types of games that we could play with other couples. Um, and actually, I think it's worth noting, a couple of weeks ago, somebody posted on the, our Facebook group about blowing the clock tower via tabletop simulator. Chris Gregory, friend of the, friend of the pod. Yeah, he, he'd right. been playing it there. And I don't remember if they used Zoom. I think maybe they did. Um, I think, I don't remember. I don't remember. I can't say. But I was, I was, I was intrigued by it, but again, tabletop center, I, I, it's fine for what it is, but I want to be able to see people. Um, and so I've only tried, I'll, I'll call it the first tier mm. of games, uh, that you, that, you know, that you could, that you could do, but I have a couple of theories on how you could make them work for, for these other types of games. So the first category would be like party games. Okay. Right. So I was saying earlier, um, I, we played just one and, uh, Alex was just like, you know, why don't we play secret Hitler? We could probably do that. Right. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know, but, uh, let's do it. Let's try it. And all we needed was zoom. Right. And, and then I elevated a, you know, I created a little elevation and then I put the board in the foreground. Right. Uh, so as me hosting, they can see us in the background and they can see the board in, 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 the, um, in the foreground. And whenever there was secret information, so I have the game, I'm going to deal out cards right. to everybody. Okay? This takes a lot of trust. There's an honor system, okay? you got to follow. But there's also ways of making sure people are being honest. I'm out. <laughs> I don't trust you, Tom. I can't, you can't play this with certain people. Okay? Um, so, so I'm going to uh, – we're playing with a couple other couples. And, um, uh, and so I say, Hey, Hey Tom, uh, you know, here's, here's your card. I'm obviously I'm the host. I'm not looking at your card. And when I show it to the camera, I can't see the reflection of that. So I'm closing my eyes. I'm putting the camera up and you're letting me know you saw it. And boom, we do that Wait, for could, everybody. Could all the other people turn their cameras off? Uh, you could, but honestly I can see the person who's spying their card can see the other faces right in front of them. And they can see if anybody's cheating. 
Oh, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, got it. Yeah, okay. And the same <laughs> thing with, um, okay, so president, who's your chancellor and blah, blah, blah. Okay, here we go. I got the cards. So, Tom, uh, I'm going to show you these three cards. Um, here we go. Here's card number one. And I'm not looking, right? I'm right. Show, holding it up. And you go, got it. Here's card number two. Got it. Here's card number three. Got it. Tom, which one do you want me to discard? Wow. Number two. Yeah. You can totally do it. Holy cow. It totally, it totally works, Tom. And and we were sitting there and we were really just playing the game. And we were, you know, talking trash to each other and being like, I know you're fast again and look what you did. And it was the same game. We were talking about afterwards. Like we really forgot that we were a video conferencing. It was just felt like the regular game. Dude. Um, so yeah. you're saying we can do Avalon. We can totally do Avalon and we should create a night to do that. Seriously, wow. Like in the next couple of days. Oh my goodness. Paul is going to be so happy. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. amazing. Dude. So that's really great. Yeah. yeah. So tier two. Okay. I haven't tried this yet. Right. But, um, games with perfect knowledge. Right. Okay. So, um, chess, sure. um, barrage. Sure. Um, so this would require XX. Yeah. So, so many, so many games. Um, this requires two things. So you've got the same zoom so you can see each other. That's important. Right. And then, um, the host is going to have some sort of top down camera. Sure. Uh, a webcam, uh, if that can be tied in, sure. Uh, you can do like a, you know, share a screen sharing thing. Um, yeah. uh, you could also, if you don't have that option, maybe you could, uh, prop up your, or somehow get like a, an iPad, that's high or something that can be, or your phone, well, something that can sort of capture uh, the um, the board. I'm not a thousand uh, percent down. certain, but I think that if I remember right on Zoom, you can do screen sharing. So one, mm-hmm. so you could potentially have uh, have your ta- tabletop simulator open and be broadcasting that on Zoom, possibly. Right. Don't know. I don't yeah. know. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to think of of. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Of another of another possibility. I'm not positive about that, but I guess I'm also trying to think of. I'm trying to stay away from tabletop simulator. Sure. And other games, like look, there are some games like, oh well, I can play Catan remotely. You know, we already have that, or you know, whatever it is, uh, it's on tabletop center, so I can just use that. But I'm like, I want to be able to just apply this to any game that's sitting on your shelf. Right. Is Good. it possible to do that? Yep. Yep. So I have Barrage. I don't know if Barrage is on tabletop simulator or any other option. Or I got this new game. It's not available anywhere, but I really want to play it with you. Right. Okay, it's a perfect knowledge game. You've got to see the board, and I'm the host, and I'm going to, uh, you know, you tell me what you want me to do. Perfect knowledge, so it's fine. You're looking at your board. As long as you can see it clearly, we're all good. Now, maybe you might need a second camera for um, seeing the player's tableau right. separately. And I, I, I would suggest, and again, I haven't tried this, but I'm guessing, if you put all of the player's tableau, you got a four-player game, you put all the tableaus right next to each other in like a little, you know, square cube, four, two by two. Right. And you have a camera just on those. So, so you can see everybody's at a glance. Mm-hmm. What the, you know, and then the host is just saying, you know, he's, he's facilitating everything. Okay. So, so the host is going to move all the, pe- you tell the host which piece to move and the, and the host moves each piece. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so perfect knowledge games. So now the third one, uh, it's funny, simple games, but a little more complicated. Um, uh, let's say we're going to play uh, card games. Okay. There's, there's uh, yeah. some secret info. Yeah. Um, so we're going to play Tichu mm-hmm. bridge, uh, or Catan. Um, and I know you're, you're dying to play Catan, Tom. 
Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. So let's, let's, let's use that example, Catan. So again, the Zoom camera, that's the stable. you got to see each other. Well, um, that's but, the connection. But if the tiddlywink hits mm-hmm. the camera itself, it could, uh, it could shatter the glass. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> true. It's true. You gotta be careful who you play games with. Okay. Um, and then, and then you're going to have that, again, that top down camera for the board. Right. Same. But now how do I show you your cards? This is not secret Hitler where I'm going to show your cards up one at a time. You got to always be able to see them. And I can't, project them to you and it like say we're playing uh, you know with you and your wife you know me and alex and you and your wife are playing Catan because that's our that's your dream um i can't just project that onto your screen so you can't see your private info right, right. so if i call you and we facetime essentially through our phones and then alex calls your wife and they facetime so i'm going to take my phone and i'm going to uh, point it towards cards, like basically take a Scrabble tile thing or anything that you can sort of mock up that can display cards. Okay. And, um, and their backs, I will never, ever look at these cards of the host. I'm going to face them away from me, uh, into, uh, point to an invisible seat, uh, that, that you would, uh, ostensibly be sitting in. And then I'm going to point my camera phone at those cards so that only you are seeing them. And then your wife is only seeing what's projected from Alex's phone in, in the same way. And then when you want to play something, you're telling me, I, I want to play uh, card one, two, and four. And then th- here we are. Uh, and I'm going to you know, buy a production card, whatever. And then I, you know, I take those out, and then there we go. That's how you facilitate that, I'm guessing. I haven't tried that, but I'm very interested in that. Same thing with teach you, you know, more cards. But yeah, what do you think? That's kind of amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's not that hard. I think it's kind of amazing. I mean, yeah, it, that's a it's a lot of work what you're talking about. But I also it's, think that in order to be able to do the the something closer to the actual experience, it's got to be something like that. Like, could you play? You you could. I guess you could play Agricola then. And and what I would do is I would lo- I'd be looking at the occupations and the <clears throat> and the minor improvements, and I would say grab the you know I f- uh, grab the third minor improvement and play it. That's what I'm doing here. And then yeah. you would pull that out and and put it down. And dude, <laughs> I think yeah. that I think that would work. I mean, you have to that that's that's two different things that you're looking at, right? You're looking at your 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 phone and the screen for different purposes, but that's kind of like looking at your hand and looking at the exactly. board. Yeah. I really Are, want to try that. I really want to try this card version. Folks, when I mentioned mad, mad scientists, was I wrong? Was I wrong? I'm telling you, this <laughs> An- is what, analytical gamer, I guess is, is, is you are the analytical better. gamer and you've been sending me these emails and I'm just reading them and going like, I don't know what's, I think he's having a breakdown. I think. <laughs> <laughs> and I was excited. I shot up out of bed that morning and I was like, wait, I got an idea. I think I think it'll work. You know what? I think we're going to have to do this. I think we're going to have to experiment, and uh, and we'll we'll have you on as a as a guest on one of the future episodes, and and uh, we'll deliver a full report. I would love to see people, uh, you know, go on our Facebook group and post like their own experiences. By the way, I, I actually took a video. I, I recorded an entire game of Secret Hitler. I was tempted to um, um, to, to post that. Um, sure. but uh, please please <laughs> do and, and and post it in the in the Game Brain site. 
Yeah. We would love that. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Dude, that's awesome. Holy yeah. cow. I, I said I said like four words for your segment, but I but it's because I'm a gape. <laughs> it's kind of like, dude, somebody somebody went to town on this. I think it's awesome. I I, I want to play all these games. I want to try this because, yeah. like I said, I'm having uh, I'm having a, a tough time uh, uh, connecting with with games the way I used to, and maybe this would help. I think it's absolutely yeah. wonderful. Jesse, we're getting low on time. Do you mind if we go through? Uh, let, let's do one sommelier. Is that okay? Yep, totally. Here we go. Sometimes a player just got to know which game should stay, which game should go, which to play with mama, madame, abou. You got to tell me, monsieur, just what to do. Want to make an impression, but I can't get far with my 50th player of Agricola. A million games. Show me the way to the master, the game sommelier. Here we go. Here we go. Tom, that was so inspired. I know I say this every time. And, and you know I'm reluctant to praise you. Oh um, yeah, that's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a really—it's so inspired. I love that song so much. <laughs> uh, so, all right. So our board game sommelier question for the day is from Jason. Jason says, "Hello, all. I'm looking for a game to play with my girlfriend, who has been really interested in games recently. Huzzah! Uh, she enjoys games with—I uh, said huzzah. He didn't. Uh, she enjoys <laughs> games with strategic with strategy, strategery, strategy. Uh, but definitely wants it to have good art." and production as she is starting out i was looking for games that is lighter on the rules and of course works well with two however i usually play heavier games with a group of at least three people every week and would want to potentially play the game with that group as well so crunchy decisions deeper strategy as tom refers to it an elegant game also my girlfriend and i have played azul king king domino and patchwork so i'm looking for a game that isn't necessarily tiling spatial roll and write type stuff so i would like Whoa. a recommendation that has yeah. these four requirements aesthetically pleasing works well with two but could scale to three plus not too heavy on the rules but has some deep strategy and preferably not tiling basically thanks so much thank you jason i i, I oceans oh, ocean um, the crew interesting does the crew? How does the crew play with two? I wonder. I th- I think it's fine. Oh, hmm. Um, I um, heard. Uh, what's his name? Who reviews it? Who says it's like his favorite game? Oh, uh, Tom. Um, oh, Vassal. Tom Vassal. Yeah, he he, he said it, it, you know it's a 2020 release, but he said if it was 2019, I think he said it was his favorite game in 2019. Right. And, and I I yeah, and I think he said that it was um, it actually played with. Two, if I'm remembering correctly, um, me and Alex were going to try it with two. I, I, I've done it with her and, and uh, my son, um, which is obviously great. But um, I don't know. I think, it, I, think I think it must. It must play. It must play with two. There might there might be a, a rules change for two. I, I'm just blanking on that. I've only played it with four, so uh, or no, I play with three as well. Um, I think that's a great choice. I think that makes a lot of sense. They're looking for a game that plays lighter than it is, that it's actually heavier, it's got more more density to it, and plays well with two. Maddie still has not given me back my copy of Everdell. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Everdell mm-hmm. is gorgeous. So as far as good art, it is gorgeous game. It plays really well. It's got a surprising amount of strategy to it. I could play it, uh, you know, we, we played it at, at game night with, with our crunchy, hardcore, hard-bitten gamer group. And we've really, really, for the most part, in, in almost everybody has really enjoyed it. So, I think I think it's a good choice. I think Everdell is is, is where I would go. That'd be my that'd be my first uh, gut. Um, I the other thing I want to say is that maybe 
uh, you and I have re- reviewed some uh, some deduction games, and mm, that is sometimes right. something that plays well with detective. two. Is interesting. I think detective might be something to to try out because two people working a case together as a couple could be really fun, and it plays very well with with more as well. Super easy to understand. The rules take like two minutes to learn, and yet the gameplay is pretty deep and interesting. And I don't know if he's played Pandemic, but, you know, it's classic. And again, I'm playing the Legacy right now. The, the, the problem with the Legacy, if you're trying to make it versatile with a couple and friends, you, you can't really do that if you're doing, you know, the Legacy. Uh, yes. You can't just sort of swap people in and out. You want them to be a part of the whole experience. Um, but even just classic Pandemic um, works. Absolutely. Jesse, it, it's uh, it's great to connect with you. I, I, I miss you guys so much. And uh, you and I playing Demacher so much over the last month. It's been it's been like uh, it's been Christmas in April for me. It's been Christ- <laughs> Christmas in March. I never get to play Demacher other than like once once a year, and to be able to play it so many times in in just a month has been an absolute dream. And your enthusiasm for it has been uh, in, infectious, and has really it's really it's really helped me in a time that's been a little difficult. Right. Yeah. Truth. So let's say that um, we have a YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Game Brain Pod. We have a Facebook group, a Discord channel. A um, lot of <clears throat> lot of talk going on in both the Discord channel and the Facebook group. It seems as people are locked up at home, we are connecting with each other very well in those two places. So if you've never been there, check us out. We would love to do that. And as always, get in those board game sommelier questions. You've been listening to Game Brain, produced and edited by Matthew Robinson and Tom Donnelly. Special thanks to Daedalus for our incredible music. Alfred, we would love to game with you more virtually. More on Daedalus at GameBrainPod.com. You can also reach us by email at contact at GameBrainPod.com or on Twitter at GameBrain underscore pod. Thanks for listening, and go play some games with friends online or virtually make some friends with games. Well done. Thank Nailed you. It. Or, or do it the way Jesse's doing it. Like a man. <laughs> Thanks, everybody.